Hi, you are listening to Radio Boise. I'm Justin Vaughn. I'm here with my co-host and colleague, Jen Schneider. You're listening to uh, The Big Tent. We're a weekly public affairs show, and uh, today we're going to talk about something I think we've all been looking forward to this winter, uh, the uh, the coming of spring and especially the coming of the farmer's market season that um, is opening uh, this week with... Um, uh, the Boise Farmers Market. Uh, we'll talk more with about that with a couple of people from the market today. Um, Jen, are you a farmers market uh, devotee? I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the farmers market, and you were just reminding me of uh, uh, my favorite time of year when I get to go hike up in the foothills or the military reserve, and it's still kind of brown and gray and muddy, but you can see that the trees are starting to bud and there's insects and the long, cold winter is almost over. And I think another sign of that is that the markets start opening up again. It's fantastic. That's right. And so today with us, we have um, uh, uh, Jeannie Burns, who is uh, the vice president of the Boise Farmers Market, former president of Boise Farmers Market, also a farmer, operates uh, Meadowlark Farms in uh, Nampa. And we have Tamara Cameron, who's the marketing and development manager of the Boise Farmers Market. Jeannie and Tamara, welcome to Radio Boise. Welcome to the Big Tent. Thanks Thank you so me. much. We're excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, we're excited to have you here. We're excited to also see you on Saturday when the market opens up. Um, what for those for for our listeners who have been to the market, they are all totally pumped right now and they know what to expect for. But for those who have not, you know, Tamara, what could do they have kind of in store for them uh, uh, this weekend or, or future weekends when they come and visit you? Well, each weekend's different, but this weekend is special because it's opening weekend. So everybody will come out. Um, we won't have all the produce that we'll have later in the season, but we'll have a good selection of spring produce, things like arugula and green garlic and radishes and salad mix and all those lovely spring greens. And But it's our first market is also a celebration of our community because we're – you know, we've all been cooped up all winter, and we get to come out to the parking lot at 10th and Grove and hang out together and see people we haven't seen for months and buy some fresh local produce and some garden plants. And it's just a really great experience. And later in the season, we have more and more produce until there's so much that the tables are bowing in the middle. Wait, what's green garlic? Oh, it's garlic that's picked with the top still on, <sighs> and it's small, and it's very garlicky, and you use the whole bulb. You can just chop the whole thing up. It's delicious. I mean, I'm coming down just for that. That little Parmesan cheese and some olive oil on pasta is a little bit of heaven. And you can generally get most of those things at the market. Usually you can get the pasta. You can get the... Absolutely. I don't know about olive oil, but... Uh, no olive oil. We don't grow olives. But. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's actually an important point. So we don't grow off. Uh, it's one of the things that I really appreciate about your um, your market. And I've been going there pretty much since I moved here half dozen years ago um, is uh, this um, commitment to not just fresh and healthy and seasonal produce, but specifically local produce. Janie, can you talk a little bit about how that plays into the market's mission? Sure, I can. I think that there's a, a great interest in people to experience their community, their neighborhood, their region. And the farmer's market is perhaps the very best place where you can find the best of the region. So I, I've seen over the years a lot of people who are very interested in, well, what is Idaho? What is it about this place that makes it so special? And of course, food is a big component. 
So people come down to experience the culture. They, they meet people from here. They meet people who aren't from here, who are just tourists. And it's a really nice community event. And you, so, you know, as you have established the policies of the market and vendors and vendor responsibilities and requirements and so on, you've kind of installed this this um, local dimension of of what people are able to then purchase at the at the, st- the stalls. Yes, we have. We've we've set the expectation that when you come to the farmers market, the Boise farmers market, you will find local goods in as many of the prepared foods as possible. And we think that's a great marketing plan for not only the person making the specialty food, for example, a jam or a jelly or, or even a waffle, and it has a local ingredient in it. And so we're able to showcase not just the raw product, but how it can be turned into something delicious. So that raises a question for me, which is um, I feel like I have sort of two competing visions of farming in the Treasure Valley or in the local area. One is sort of maybe more like factory size farm or a large scale farm that's selling commodities on a national or international scale. And then there's sort of a small farm. And do you have a sense of what the ratio of more of the small farms to those larger farms would be? Or is that not even the right way to think about it? No, that's a really an interesting way to look at it. The Ag Census, that is a national uh, census of agriculture, happens every five years, and it was just completed by all the farmers in February, and those uh, results will be announced next February. So we'll have next year a really great persca- perspective of what happened last year. But in terms of the percentage of farmers who are operating on small plots, there are lots of them but they don't produce most of the commodity products. And so if you drive through the Treasure Valley and you look at all the fields, many of those fields are owned by family farmers, but virtually all of the products are either going to feed cattle or they're going overseas. And so very, very small percentage of the products that are grown here are eaten here. That's why it's important for our our supporters of the market to come down and support those people who are growing crops that can be grown here and should be grown here and not imported from somewhere else where they lose flavor, nutrition, taste as they travel thousands of miles. Where else are those small farms able to sort of um, sell the things they grow if not at if not at the farmer's market? The farmer's market is just kind of the face of local foods. And and when I say local foods, it's, it's more products that are grown locally and sold directly to restaurants, to consumers, and, and mostly in a local area. So those local products can't all be sold at the farmer's market. We're only operating one day a week, and things just don't ripen on Friday afternoon. So... The farmer's market is the face, but it it kind of is a showcase for what's also sold during the week at uh, restaurants or to grocery stores or other venues. But we need a robust food system where there's lots of outlets for not just the premium produce that ripens on Friday afternoon, but maybe the seconds, the stuff that doesn't look so great on Wednesday. We need processing facilities. We need places where things could be made into apple juice or applesauce. We need all those things, and those things are are virtually gone. Uh, so the farmer's market is obviously the face of local food, as you, uh, as you suggested, but you do so many other things. Um, you do a lot of educational stuff. You do some um, – uh, you, you 
go out into the community, not just on that parking lot downtown. Uh, you help kind of in a, in a maybe indirect way as an incubator that has, I mean, it seems like a good number of the restaurants and shops that we've, that we see downtown right now uh, were stands at the, at the market not that long ago. Right. Um, uh, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break, but then I want to come back and hear Tam- Tamara a little bit about some of these other things that you're doing. Um, with educational uh, community outreach kinds of things and and help people who are maybe not familiar with market or only familiar as kind of that Saturday morning consumer, help them understand a little bit more about all the other uh, kind of ways you're impacting our, uh, the Treasure Valley community. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So we'll take we'll, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back momentarily and we'll talk more about local food and um, produce and uh, nutrition education and and much, much more. And we're back. I am Justin Vaughn. I'm here with Jen Schneider, my co-host of The Big Tent. You are listening to us on Radio Boise, KRBX 89.9 FM in Caldwell, Boise. And we're joined today by Tamara and Janie from the Boise Farmer's Market, which, to the delight of us all, is opening this Saturday. Before we forget, where for people who are now in their phones, putting this on their calendar, when and where um, is this taking place? We are open from 9 to 1 on Saturday at the corner of 10th and Grove Street. And we are half of a large parking lot, and the other half of the lot is parking. So there's really convenient, easy parking there. Uh, One thing everybody needs to remember is the parking rules have changed downtown. Mm -hmm. So if you park really close to the market, you need to feed the meter. But one block away, and you're safe. So be sure and read the signs. And... Don't and remember to feed the meter. Right, or, or park a couple blocks away and get your steps. Exactly, get your that. steps. <laughs> exactly, get your uh, ten thousand. I walked from campus to a meeting at Foreman Function, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, this morning or this afternoon to get my steps on. Good nice. for you. Yeah, and well I don't done. know how, how many they are, but it's not. It's psychologically farther than it actually is in distance. I think. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that far to walk anywhere in downtown Boise. It's easy. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, and our blocks are not that big. It's not like a New York block, right? Right. It's uh, you're talking, you know, thirty seconds of your life. Yeah. To save dollars. Could be six seconds if you're on a Segway. Oh, true. Which is true. my preferred mode of transportation. Well, I think that's dangerous. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so. We'll come back to the segue. We'll segue back to the segue. Uh, but I want to talk about what I, maybe what my I think is the coolest thing that the Boise Farmers Market does, and that's something that's called the Sprouts Kids Club. Um, I think that's actually the name. Is it still the yes, Sprouts Kids absolutely. Club? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So uh, that I think is only one example, but a really neat example of the educational outreach that you do through the Boise Farmers Market. Could you uh, tell our listeners, maybe some of those listeners that have children that would be eligible for this program, a little bit about this? Yes, definitely. It's awesome. So Sprouts Kids Club starts in May. Um, It's an educational food education program for kids. The first Saturday of every month is a cooking class called the CHOP cooking class. And then the rest of the activities have something to do with local food, local farmers, uh, food education, food nutrition, those sorts of subjects. And it's always fun. Mm -hmm. So it's always fun for the kids ages 6 to 12 when they come to the market and check in, they actually get two market tokens. So they have $2 that they can spend however they would like at the market as long as they buy fruits, vegetables, or or fruit or vegetable-bearing plants. So it's a chance for them to actually learn preferences around vegetables and try new things. And, and they actually do try new things, which is really great. And 
that's part of the program also is to encourage them to try different vegetables that they haven't tried, to go around and meet the farmers and actually get to know their food and where it comes from. And if you've had little kids, you know that they love getting to make the choice, right? That feels very grown up and absolutely and cool. Yeah, and they I get their own it. little coins to spend. So yeah. I've, I've had parents tell me that they used to go to the market and it would take 15 minutes. Now it's an hour and a half <laughs> because <laughs> the kids are shopping. <laughs> they have to see everything. And then they make their choice with their $2. And I hear that the kids that spend money on a piece of produce, they learn to share at home, and then they learn to eat what they've purchased. And yeah, it's try a great things. lesson. Yeah. And Absolutely. also, you know, one of the things for people who go early in the, in the year when there's not yet the produce, not much produce to buy, but there are lots and lots of plants to buy. And so these kids are able to learn about growing. And hopefully, if they're not like me and have a pitch black thumb, <laughs> uh, they're able to some weeks later, eat the fruits of their labor. And, mm-hmm. and so it's really neat to see kind of those kids evolve over the course of the spring and summer. One of our projects last summer was we uh, had them repot tomato plants and then take them home and grow them. And then in the fall, they brought their little tomatoes back for a tomato tasting, oh. which was really awesome. And it's also a way to teach them the life cycle of a plant. And then we taught them how to seed save with part of the seeds from their tomatoes. It was really cool. That's cool. And yeah. you also will do a seed spitting contest some days, right? Absolutely. That, I think, is uh, the boy in me likes that idea. You know? <laughs> hey, I would totally dominate it. Well, I okay. think what you would like would be like the soapbox derby thing, but which is made with squash. <laughs> the veggie right? 500. The veggie 500, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you guys do a lot of really fun things. <laughs> but it's not just on Saturdays. It's not just in that parking lot. You'll go out into the community throughout the week. Um, uh, Janie, you've been doing, the market's been doing this mobile um, food well, market, I guess, um, for a while now, and it's grown. Can you talk maybe about the roots of that and where it is today? Well, th- we're starting our fourth year, and Yay. we started with the knowledge that not everyone can come down to the market on Saturdays, and not everyone in lower-income areas even know about the market or, or are happy to come down. And so we got a, a vehicle with a grant from the Idaho Women's Charitable Foundation to go to Last year it was 11 sites, Tamara? 12. 12, 12 sites, sites last year. Last year. And uh, Tamara's the manager of that mobile market, so I'm going to turn it over to her. Wait, but is it's it like been, a bookmobile for vegetables? It's like a bookmobile for vegetables. It's oh, a cool. van with shelving inside, and we fill it up with local goodness. And we, it's the same produce that you buy on Saturday at the farmer's market. We price it as inexpensively as we possibly can. And we take EBT, and we have a, a match. We have an EBT match so that if someone comes and spends $20, <clears throat> excuse me, they can get $20 for free. Wow. So we give them little market coins, a dollar each. And um, it's just a great way for people to get f- fresh produce who normally couldn't afford it or normally don't have access. How would people <clears throat> find out about where that will be and so when? So planning for this year is just now getting started. And um, excuse me. <clears throat> I think if you go to the Farmer's Market website, mm-hmm. uh, we will have that information up as soon as it's ready to go. Yeah, so we don't go early in the year because there isn't enough produce for the farmers to share with us. So That would be a lot of green garlic. It would be a lot of green garlic. <laughs> 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 be a big truck full of lettuce. 
Um, but we start in June. We run between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And this year we're hoping to add Thursday. So we'll be out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There'll be a map. Our Facebook page is a great resource to find out not only where we're going to be, but what we're going to have each week. And we're just Boise Farmers Mobile Market on Facebook. And it's a great program. And nothing makes me happier than pulling up at Franklin Grove Apartments and seeing the seniors outside waiting for us to arrive. And they're down the sidewalk ready to get in the van before we even get out and get set up. It's really cool. Seniors in the van. Yeah. I like it. It's awesome. awesome. They want their tomatoes. (laughs) I want my tomatoes. I was going to say, the one thing my kid is obsessed is growing cherry tomatoes. Everybody loves their tomatoes in the summer. There's a day, and I don't have good enough memory to remember what month it is, but there's a day every year, and I show up, and it's like, this is the tomato day. The tomatoes are here, you know, and I have a favorite tomato stand. There's multiple ones that do a really great job, but I have one in particular I really like, and, and that... I should measure my years by that. That's when the year really starts. I'm sure there are people listening who are like, what is the big deal about farmer's markets and about local fresh food? But man, if you've never had a fresh local tomato, you are missing out. It's like store-bought tomatoes are, it's like they pale in comparison. They might as well be plastic. You'll never go back. I don't know if there's anybody in... Idaho better to talk about that than Janie, actually, because you've done a lot of stuff with the tomato independence movement and tomato land and, right. and uh, the but... tomato independence movement. Well, the uh, another organization that I'm with is the Treasure Valley Food Coalition. And a few years ago, we kicked off the, tr- the tomato independence project as a means of talking about local food through the lens of a of a vegetable that is super good if it's local and awful if it comes in a box from anywhere else. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Well, we need to go ahead and take a break. Um, And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about more of these programs and what's going on at the farmer's market. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Satomi from Deerhoof. You are listening to Radio Boise, KRBX 89.9 FM, Coldwell Boise, community radio for Boise and beyond. And uh, we are back. I'm Justin Vaughn. I'm here with Jen Schneider. We are the co- two of the co-hosts of uh, The Big Tent. Uh, we're joined today by Janie Burns and Tamara Cameron from the Boise Farmer's Market, which opens this Saturday uh, downtown. Um, one of the things that I we mentioned earlier I think is a really fascinating about uh, this market is how it served as, as an incubator for local businesses that are obviously food-related that go from selling a product to in on, on, you know in a booth to maybe sometimes a bigger booth to next thing you know a storefront uh, um, downtown or other parts of the city or a food truck or a food truck right mm-hmm. or go from a food truck that is there to something else you know there's new uh, funky taco um, restaurant on 8th and Bannock is a um, has been a a, a, a Boise farmers market um, uh, participant guru donuts um, which just down the block from Radio Boise uh, is got their start selling at the Boise Farmers Market, and there's many other examples. Um, is that was that the plan for the market at first? Is that kind of a happy coincidence has developed? I don't think it's ever a plan, no. but the farmers market is a great folk. A- a great focus group. And so if you're a farmer and you have a new product, you can kind of trial it out to see if you really do want to plant, you know, half an acre of it next year. 
it's also a great place for someone who's just starting, who doesn't have a lot of capital, doesn't maybe have the bricks and mortar that, that you need to be a, a standalone place that's open a lot of hours every week. So you can try something out for four hours a week and see if it works. And then you can develop a clientele and then maybe even attract some financing uh, later on. One thing that we're doing this year is we're working with the University of Idaho uh, economists to look at the economic impact of the Boise Farmers Market. And surprisingly, it's not just what the vendors do on a Saturday in terms of economic impact, but it's what kind of spinoff businesses have been created by virtue of the market and the impact that they're having on the community. So we hope to have that done, um, last I heard, by July. We'll see what that means. Uh, by our own calculations, the gross sales of the market last year were about $1.5 million. Wow. That's just the vendor sales at the market, not the amount of money they spend in town or the amount people spend when they're coming to the market to visit uh, other businesses. So that's a pretty big chunk of money, and we hope we know it will be much larger once it goes into the impact study. It's also such an important part of the character of the city. It makes it feel vibrant and helps people connect in a meaningful way. That's mm -hmm. pretty fantastic. This market's always changing. You have people entering the market each year. You have uh, people exiting the market. Um, you have new products uh, each time. Um, Tamara, what what are uh, some of the new things that the market has in store for longtime participants who can experience something different this time around. One of the things I'm most excited about is we're going to have mushrooms this year. Idaho Mushroom and Vegetable Company will be there on Saturday. They're going to be there for the opening also. Wow. I'm trying not to um, squeal because I love mushrooms I know, right? so much. It's so exciting. Where are they finding mushrooms? Where do mushrooms so grow in Idaho? Don't they tell grow, them. They don't grow tell them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not specifically. Don't get coordinates. They're, they're mushroom farmers. So uh -huh. they're okay. going to bring oyster mushrooms and one other type of mushroom. And then, of course, Later in the season, there'll be morels, mm -hmm. and who doesn't love that? So mushrooms, super exciting this year. And we have a variety of new farmers, which is very exciting. Um, provisions, I think it's Provisions Farm. There's, there's a list of about six new farmers, which is really great. And um, we'll have a variety of new stuff this weekend and continuing all summer long. So super exciting. Now, one thing, and Janie, I'm just going to take the advantage of the opportunity and ask you, this weekend, will people be able to buy your terrific Marigay's lamb? I'm going to disappoint you. Oh, Not this weekend, but uh, within the month. That's good enough. That's good enough. Uh, I, You should try it, Jen. Um, it's incredible. Come on board with some uh, mushrooms, you. you bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Saute some mushrooms, put it in there. I, I like awesome. to have a little pita and some goat cheese, and it just makes an incredible, incredible dish. This is a terrible conversation to have right before dinner, because now I'm going to have menu envy. Just no get your steps I mean. in. I know. No kidding. <laughs> to walk home. <laughs> Lots of great local protein at the farmer's market also. Great yes. Beef, buffalo, pork, goat, chicken, fabulous eggs. Really good stuff. Get there early for the eggs, though. I'm early for the eggs, absolutely. Yeah, no They're kidding. gone quick. You've got to be an early bird. I think I start every morning saying, do you have any eggs left? 
No, I know. I'm such a deadbeat. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get here in time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really excited. This uh, this isn't isn't uh, obvious. It's maybe my favorite thing about living in Boise, and and um, uh, a really wonderful uh, opportunity. You guys do a lot for the community, and if nothing else, we get new taco restaurants and third wave coffee joints all because people got to get their business model set up through the uh, the market. We're open I do rain need, or shine. I do need to know what is funky about funky tacos. Does anybody know? Their tacos are unique. They have different ingredients, different combinations than you've eaten before. They're all really tasty, but they're very unique. Funky good stuff. in a good way. Funky in a yep. good way. Funky right. in a good way. aesthetically appealing way. Nice. Right. Absolutely. A little bit of fusion. Okay. So remind us before we sign off, what... Uh, People who are interested in checking this out after we've been, you know, making everyone hungry for the last 30 minutes, when and where? Saturday morning, 9 to 1, corner of Grove and Idaho Street. 10th. 10th and Grove. Excuse me. 10th and Grove. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Janie. And uh, one last thing. There's going to be a cake, right? There's going to be treats. Treats. It's not going to be birthday cake, but there's going to be amazing birthday treats because we are five. That's that's right. That's so. Happy birthday! Thank uh, you. And you're a big market now. For those of you listening who like birthdays, or who like birthday treats, or who like green garlic, there's going to be giveaways too. And and giveaways. If you like any combination of those things, this more this Saturday morning, Tenth and Grove. Uh, it's um. Justin it's, will be there nice and early buying all the eggs. I'm going to be there. You're, there's not going to be any eggs left because I'm going to bring my truck. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they stay good for a while, right? Yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> all right. Well, th- uh, this has been uh, The Big Tent on Radio Boise. Uh, Jen, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Justin. Janie, um, Tamara, thanks for being here. Thanks you're for the work welcome. you're going to be doing for us Thank going you. forward. Uh, and we'll be back next week talking about something interesting and exciting I have no doubt. Um, So uh, until then, thanks again, and uh, thanks for listening to Radio Boise.